Happy Tuesday, parents. Welcome back. I thought back. you were about to just sing a song. <laughs> I should have sang. Christmas time. No. Uh, hey, parents. Uh, happy Teenager Tuesday. Uh, we are in part four of our uh, series underneath our series, because yep. our series is Hot Topics, but underneath there, we're doing a four-part <laughs> series, which is Elevating the Authority of Scripture, uh, because we've seen part one, if you listen to that, there's so many students around the country who just don't either don't care, don't think it applies to them, uh, and even students inside of our community and our church, 5%, if you remember this, 5% of our students uh think middle schoolers and high schoolers both think that uh, either the Bible is not all true or that it doesn't matter if they read it. It doesn't yep. change their life. So, you know, as, as uh, parents, shepherds of our young people, we get to have influence. It's their decision, but we get to work on influence in their life. And uh, so today is just three uh, super practical uh, ways to elevate scripture in your home. Yeah, love that. Let's dive right in. Number one, consistency is better than length. It's hard to elevate the authority of scripture and of something or anything in your life if you don't know why you should give it authority. Mm-hmm. And Galatians 6, 9 talks about not growing tired of doing good. Yeah. And this really goes back to the foundation of our belief. If we believe that Jesus died and was raised from the dead, bringing, bridging that gap that our sin creates between us and God, then we should want to worship him by listening to, trusting in, and obeying scripture. It shouldn't be a chore. It shouldn't be another thing that we do. We should desire that. We should want to do that. Yeah. But you can't do anything. You can't do any of that if you don't even pick it up. That's true. Yeah. And I think everybody who's a Christ follower wants to. Right. But then we feel guilty for not spending more time doing it. Like that statistic you said in week one of like— Oh, I should do this, but, uh, you know, uh, I mean, the overwhel- the question that we asked, what's your biggest struggle in reading the Bible? The number one answer was, I just get busy and forget. Yeah. Um, but then we, you know, then you feel bad about it. So yeah. maybe this is just a helpful encouragement to you that two minutes is better than no minutes. Absolutely. Consistency is better than length. Maybe we can do both. Yeah. Sometimes, oftentimes, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, the scripture where Paul says um, to uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. The I think the best understanding of that verse is saying to work your salvation into your life with fear and trembling. Yeah. With it, it's there's a reverence for it, and then you work it into every aspect of your life. Uh, and uses the example of like, um, uh, what is it with dough that makes it yeast? Yes. Yeah, yeast and dough that makes it rise. So yeah. it's, it has to be all over in the substance to create this reaction, you know, like yeah. an emulsifier that oil and water doesn't mix, but it does if it has an emulsifier. So That's good. Jeannie Mayo also has said this and says this time and time again, but if you're reading scripture five out of seven days of the week, you're doing great. Oh, yeah. You're doing better, better than most people. Yeah. So yeah. aim for aim for five out of seven. And yeah. once you build a habit, you'll probably end up doing it the other two anyway. That's true. Yeah. And another thing that Jeannie Mayo says is get caught reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents, be be the most the most public place for you to be with your faith is in your house. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be harder to focus sometimes, but I think the influence that you'll have in your student's life to see that is going to matter. For sure. If if uh, if kids are more likely to work out and exercise if they see their parents doing that, then the the same is going to be repeated with scripture too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number two, how often how often does our advice or values come from a cited scripture? How often does good things that we say as parents, advice, 
uh, how often does that come from cited scripture? Like, do we say the the scripture out loud? Uh, yeah. e- even if it's just saying something that you read, you want to approach a conversation and you're like, I don't know how to break the ice. Here's an easy way to break the ice, Paris. Just say something like, uh, I was reading scripture the other day and what I what stood out to me or what I was, what I saw, what I was reminded of, fill in the blank. Just tell them about stuff that, you have thought through that's that so you have prayed about you know or stuff that you're learning that god's yes. teaching you right yes and uh another thing science has shown when you tell other people about things that you learn you're more likely to remember what you've already learned there you go so there you go it helps it, you too yeah it works uh like the uh like the okay proverbs every parent knows has you may not know the reference but proverbs 22 6 says that if you train a child then they will not walk away from, right? If you train a child in a way that they should go, then they, then when they grow older, they will not walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at that scripture, uh, something I said to a few people a couple weeks ago was, uh, where in that scripture, does it say, if you do religious practices, then your kids will for sure do them too. Wow. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't. But it does say, if the way you train your child will probably imprint on their life and whether they believe the same things as you or not, then they will still do Christian things like uh, one of my sisters. She's not a Christian, at, not even close, but she has Christian train of thoughts because of the way that my mom raised us. Wow. So shame off of parents for thinking that like, hey, if you do everything perfect, then free will doesn't matter. It does. Yeah. They make their choices. But we also do get to train. So can we... Be intentional to cite scripture. Hey, Matthew or Luke 19, I was reading about the prodigal son. Like, do we refer back to those cited scriptures or just scripture at all when, when we, you know, talk about advice, uh, morals, whatever? You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. That's so good. Number three, God's word is never a waste of your time. Come on. Never. It's never a waste of your time. And I think so often, especially in our culture, in this area, we're just so busy. Yeah. And it's like, Will, how are you doing? Oh, I'm busy. Busy. So busy. Good, busy. How and, are you? Right. Yeah. yeah. Good, busy. Just That's how busy. we say hi. Yeah. And just knowing the fact of God's word is never a waste of your time. Mm-hmm. It never is. First yeah. Corinthians 15, 58 says, whatever you do in scripture in the word of God is not done in vain. Yeah. It's not done in vain. Whatever you're doing in God's name, it's not useless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And even there, Paul is like talking to them about, hey, be strong and immovable. Right. Uh, And he's talking about their purpose, you know? And man, God's word is just, if you think I can only have two minutes, it is not a waste of your time. It is good for your soul, good for your student. Do it. Do scripture, Bible study. Again, go to the resource, How to Lead a Family Devo Mm -hmm. on our website, hopefellowship.net slash students. Do it at the beginning of meals. Skip, skip like praying a blessing over your food. Not, not praying for your food. Skip like saying like the spiritual part of us is praying for food and do a Devo and pray at the end of food. Yeah. Like that. That's so good. That honestly would be better for us as family. Listen to scripture while you're driving your kid to school or taking them somewhere while they're in the car with you. You know, even any way that you can feed scripture into your mind, into the mind of your student is beneficial. Yeah. Any time that you can use is so good. And don't let the enemy lie and tell you that you aren't equipped to teach your kids about scripture. Yes. Don't let the enemy do that. 
God made you your child's parent for a reason and has equipped you with everything you need to train them up in the way that they should go. Yeah. You got this. Yeah. You, you can do. do this. You do this. You got it. I, I would also say like on the, the don't, don't feel like it's a waste of time. Uh, if you, if they're like, I don't want to do this, set a timer. Yeah. Just say, Hey, this is not going to be long. It's going to be five minutes. So you can jump back on some video games, but for five minutes, we're going to read these verses then we're going to talk about him. We're going to pray out loud. And then, and that's it. When this timer goes off, we'll stop wherever we're at and we pray. Yeah. That is not a waste of time. That consistency is just so big. Yeah. That's so good. And having your student pray out loud too. Like yeah. don't just be the person to pray out loud. Yeah. You as a parent empower your student to do that too. Yes. And they might tell you no. <laughs> Yes, and but that's okay. Just force them. Just challenge no. <laughs> them. Challenge them. Don't yeah, force them. Challenge them. Challenge and if them, they say sure. no and they're really emphatic about it that time, then say, okay, you don't have to this time. Next time. Next yeah. time I want you to do it. Yeah, eventually if they say no for like a year, eventually you're going to be like, all right, come on. For sure, yeah. yeah. But yeah. the first time, it's okay to maybe be a little hesitant. Yeah. But hopefully in the comfort of your own home, they can gain the confidence that they need to be able to do that. Yeah, that's true. Inside and outside of your home. Mm-hmm. So one other cool thing that I wanted to make sure that we mention is we're working on a resource that will go live soon that will have a list of different places to go for recommended Bible studies for students, but also for you as a parent. And we are hoping, fingers crossed, to have that available by the new year. So if you have any that you or your student have liked, um, mm. or if you have any ideas, you can send them to students at hopefellowship.net. Yeah. And we would be grateful for That'd be your great. input. We'd love to hear that. And speaking of input, in the next few weeks, we're going to be sending out a parent, uh, parent survey. So please fill that out. But uh, yeah, we'd, we'd love your feedback always, 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 always. We want your feedback. We say this all the time. We don't know everything. Uh, we, we don't claim to know everything. Uh, what we're trying to do is just resource you with what we can know, what we do know. And, uh, you know, this is our job. So we get to spend a little more time on it mm-hmm. than y- you probably do. Because yeah. in the office, we do a lot of research and work to be able to set you up to better win uh, as a parent. Yeah. Hopefully so. we can do the time. We can spend the time researching so yeah. that you as a parent can have a great resource yeah. and give us feedback on that Yeah, to make it better. Yeah. Uh, parents, uh, you know, we're, we're going into the new year and uh, it's a good time for re- resolutions and everything. But, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that you know that you, uh, at this point, do not let the enemy try to shame you and say that you, shame on you for not doing something different soon or anything like that. No, I pray that the last few weeks have just been encouraging for you, yeah. uh, would be inspiring moving forward and either tweaking something, changing something, or just continuing what you're doing because you might be just killing it here. So what it, where, wherever it lands with you, I just want you to know uh, you can do this. You're not alone. God is with you. And so are we. Yeah.